From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. This broadcast of Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. This week, Dr. Cairns continues a series of studies on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, a subject of vital importance for the Church of Jesus Christ. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of C.H. Spurgeon, found in his collection called Morning and Evening. This morning's text is found in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 33. The lot is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. If the disposal of the lot is the Lord's, whose is the arrangement of our whole life? If the simple casting of a lot is guided by him, how much more the events of our entire life, especially when we are told by our blessed Savior... The very hairs of your head are all numbered. Not a sparrow falleth to the ground without your father. It would bring a holy calm over your mind, dear friend, if you were always to remember this. It would so relieve your mind from anxiety that you would be the better able to walk in patience, quiet, and cheerfulness as a Christian should. When a man is anxious, he cannot pray with faith. When he is troubled about the world, he cannot serve his master, His thoughts are serving himself. If you would seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things would then be added unto you. You are meddling with Christ's business and neglecting your own when you fret about your lot and circumstances. You have been trying, providing work, and forgetting that it is yours to obey. Be wise and attend to the obeying, and let Christ manage the providing. Come and survey your father's storehouse, and ask whether he will let you starve while he has laid up so great an abundance in his garner. Look at his heart of mercy. See if that could ever prove unkind. Look at his inscrutable wisdom. See if that will ever be at fault. Above all, look up to Jesus Christ, your intercessor, and ask yourself, while he pleads, can your father deal ungraciously with you? If he remembers even sparrows, Will he forget one of the least of his poor children? Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he will sustain thee. He will never suffer the righteous to be moved. My soul, rest happy in thy low estate, nor hope nor wish to be esteemed or great. To take the impress of the will divine, be that thy glory, and those riches thine. Oh, my God. 
And the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. As you enjoy the festivities of this season of year, we hope you will rejoice in the glorious truth of Emmanuel, God with us. From the ministry of Let the Bible Speak, we wish you and yours a most blessed and joyous Christmas. Today on Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns continues his series of studies in the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. He'll bring the concluding portion of the message entitled, The Fruit of the Spirit. This fruit is set down in Galatians chapter 5 in three groups of three, dealing with our relationship to God, to men, and to our circumstances. It is our relationship to God that produces love, joy, and peace. In our relationship with men, the Spirit brings forth gentleness, goodness, and long-suffering. The last set deals with our relationship to our circumstances or to life itself, perhaps the most problematic area for any believer. It is here that the Spirit produces what we need most, faith, meekness, and temperance. Now Dr. Cairns will conclude this message on the fruits of the Spirit. How many people eat their heart out with guilt? They look back in the past, and the past, like an ugly monster, keeps on coming up. And they can't forget, and they can't forgive themselves. They can't get away from the gnawing conscience of what is past. There's no peace of mind as long as the guilt of sin comes. I want to tell you, when you see Christ, the propitiation for us, 
the appeaser of the wrath of God. When you hear from the throne of God the very truth that old Balaam had to say, God hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob or sin in Israel. Under the blood, rest from the waste. Rest also from wondering about salvation. If nothing can destroy your peace like wondering, am I really saved? Am I really saved? I want to tell you, my friends, you can go to a hundred preachers and ask them, how do I get assurance? And they point you to two or three verses and ask you, did you make a decision? Yes, well, now you sure know. We'll make another decision. You've got it. it never works. It never works. How do you get assurance? Listen, I can't give anybody assurance of salvation. It's a fruit of the Spirit. The witness of the Spirit. That's what it is. Listen, Romans 5 and 1, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. That brings you back again to what Christ has done. That's reconciliation. And I recognize that Jesus Christ died, shed his blood, satisfied God, reconciled every poor soul who calls on him for salvation. Then I can have the peace of assurance and the rest of Romans 5 is all about assurance. Let it be sure. All the peace that the Spirit gives rest from wondering about your soul. Then rest from worrying about your situation. Philippians chapter 4. Be careful. Be anxious. For nothing. Could I put that in very colloquial terms? Be care-ridden about nothing. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, I just that stuff there. In everything, the Lord I'm sick. Everything. Lord, the money's running low. Everything. Lord, even my best friends have turned against me. In everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Thanking God. How can you thank God when the bottom has fallen out of your world? How can you thank God when death has come into the family? How can you thank God when your body is smitten with disease? How can you thank God when there's hardly enough money to pay the bills and make the ends meet? Oh, it's easy for a preacher to say everything. It's easy for people who are riding in the crest of the wave to tell you, thank God in everything. But my friend, there comes to us a time when all around us seems to be black, there comes to us a time when every circumstance cries out against the promise of God. And it's in that time 
then most of all we need to be able to thank God because I tell you it doesn't matter what's happening in the world God is still on his throne Christ is still at his right hand the blood is still in the mercy seat the Holy Spirit is still in his people salvation is still our possession heaven is still our home nothing basically has changed everything prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God and I think I could put in the words the same and the peace of God can keep or stand guard like a sentinel over your hearts and minds over your will and over your thoughts can you think of what Paul's saying there God's peace, God's rest will stand guard over your will, your heart, your affections, your desires, your yearnings. And God's peace and God's rest will stand guard over your thoughts. No worries then about the situation. You start to think of the situations that you get into. Are you in Christ? Christ your Savior. Tell me. And I'm not telling you anything that I don't tell myself. Time after time in my study I've got on my knees before God with this very line of thought and with these very words. Lord, here is my situation and I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I would naturally get fretful about it. It grieves my heart. Is there anything in this situation that causes a furrow on the brow of Jesus Christ in heaven? Is there anything in this situation that has caused chaos and glory that God starts to bite his fingernails wondering, what am I going to do? Or has he it all under control? Is this just one of the all things that he is working together for my good and his glory. For if the Lord's in control, he's not worried. And I'm in him. And why should I be worried? There's peace. You know, when love and joy and peace govern your relationship and your fellowship with God believer let me tell you the fruit of the spirit is producing a great heart I haven't time to deal in detail in fact my time is gone it deals with your relationship with men you should have long suffering that's patience you do suffer from men you know you suffer from Christians but suffer suffer long a lot of Christians have a very short fuse Sometimes, if I could change the metaphor, like Mount St. Helens, there are always rumblings. And you're running spiritual seismographs to find out how close they are to eruption. Always ready to defend self. My rights, my good name, my this, my that, my the other thing. In God's name, let us learn this. The fruit of the Spirit is suffer anything for Jesus' sake, but for his glory then suffer. 
Read your name to have vindicated. Let God vindicate it. Dr. Tately always used to say, when the name of Jesus Christ is attacked, I will fight any apostle. When they name me and curse me, I will not stand in my defense. God will have to vindicate. There's patience, there's suffering there. Then there's gentleness. The word means kindness. You find it translated that way in Ephesians 2 and 7. It means kindness. That's service. It's one thing to suffer from the hands of others. It's another thing to be kind in return. Very hard to do that. Now, I have to be honest. It's no more easy for me than it is for anybody else. The blood of uh, the Scotch and the Irish are both mixed in me. My father, I think, was from Irish extraction. My mother from Scottish extraction. When you mix those two, boy, you've got a, a whirlwind ready, I tell you. So it's not any easier for me, but nonetheless, this is the peace or the fruit of the Spirit. Kindness. There's your service. But it goes deeper than that. There's goodness. This speaks of the moral quality underlying what you do. This is real sinfulness. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It works in your relationship to your own circumstances in life. There's faithfulness, that's fidelity. Meekness, that's humility. I tell you, my friend, when we tread the path of Job from here, trials. I'm not going to be boastful and hurl darts at one of the greatest men who has ever lived, like a flea trying to bark. Whatever your circumstances, listen, faithfulness and humility. If Job went wrong, it was when his humility began to wear thin, and he didn't accept the sovereignty of God, and he began to demand that. God would be answerable to man. Humility. Self-control, that's mastery. Isn't it interesting that self-control, that's the meaning of the word temperance, is a fruit not of self, but of the spirit. Control of self. The control of the ego. The control of the natural impulse. The fruit of the spirit of God. Those are the elements of the fruit of the Spirit. The excellence of it. There's no law against it. That means simply the law is for it. If you want to keep the law of God, the fruit of the Spirit. And then the effects of it. And if this were true. I want you to take these words home with you. Verse 24 and 25. They that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live, I think the word is better, by the Spirit, let us also walk. Let me give you the exact meaning. If we live by the Spirit, if He is our life giver, then let us also take step by step by the Spirit. 
walk orderly, keep in line. That's the meaning of the word. I Here's the effect of the fruit of the Spirit. I trust this morning that the Lord has shown you a little, so we have only again been able to touch the subject. A little of what the fruit of the Spirit is. A little of the nature of Christian holiness. And I trust that God's Holy Spirit abiding within every believer will indeed prove to you that he can produce such a harvest. Do nothing to grieve the Spirit. Do not neglect the Spirit. Do not sin against the Spirit. Show to the Spirit. Spend your time in the things that are going to be working as you walk step by step by the Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Ghost. And in that way, that fruit that he has begun to produce will develop unhindered into a harvest of holiness unto the Lord. listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We are here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. If you would like to receive our booklet, Separated Unto the Gospel, a booklet that sets forth the beliefs and standards of the Free Presbyterian Church, you may have a copy free of charge, simply for the asking. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (laughs) 